What's going on, everybody? How are ya? It is Unstoppable Dre. Welcome to Becoming Unstoppable with Dre. Y'all, this is the very first episode of my podcast. Now, I've been talking about doing this podcast for a very, very long time. And I actually just said, you know what? Today is the day. And so here I am. You know, it all started. Actually, my mentor uh, did a Facebook post. And it was speaking about vulnerability and just putting yourself out there. And that, that's the moment I realized that, wow, you know what? Let's just go and let's share and let's just go change the world. So welcome, everyone. Episode one of Becoming Unstoppable with Dre. For those of you, my name. So, OK, this is where we're already going to start the fun. I'll tell you my full name and the story behind it. <laughs> my name is Andres Javier Antonio Vasquez. Yes, it's very Spanish, very Puerto Rican. And <laughs> I remember growing up and asking my mom, Mom, why do I have so many names? And she goes, because the world needs to know that you're Puerto Rican and that you're Latin and that you're going to be amazing. And I was like, okay, right on. So fast forward, I'm 44 years old and here I am. And, and you're right. A lot of people know my name. They know who I am. And y'all, I've got some stuff to share. So... Cool. Okay, so who am I? So I was born and raised in San Juan. Well, I was born and raised in Mayagüez, Puerto Rico. I lived in Aguadilla. For those of you, that is the northwest corner of Puerto Rico. And then we moved in with my grandparents who lived in Car Villa Carolina, Puerto Rico. And that's where I grew up. I grew up with my grandmother while my mom and my sister moved to New York to get things together. And that's where my life really, truly began. So my grandparents raised me. And I've got the best memories of growing up in Puerto Rico. Like literally just going to the backyard, picking our mangoes. We had guanabana. We had, I think we had gandules. Y'all, we had a whole bunch of stuff. Then stuff that would pour over from the neighbor's yard. Our other neighbor, Grace, who had a pool. Like people, I've got memories. Like they're things that are just incredible. But little did I know that everything that would happen back then would start to shape who I am today. So it's awesome. So cool. I grew up in Puerto Rico. So once my mom and my sister were settled, um, of course, they shipped me from Puerto Rico to where most Puerto Ricans actually went, which was the Bronx in New York. And we grew up in the Castle Hill area. I remember it was Black Rock Avenue. And that's where we had that green colored house with a cherry tree in the backyard. But that's where my story truly began because, you know, we didn't grow up with very much money. There wasn't a lot of things that we had, but my mom was a constant provider. Was she the perfect mom? No, I don't think, well, in my eyes, she was always perfect, but she was a little cuckoo crazy, which is probably where I get it from. But, you know, that's just where my beginnings began. You know, I went to Catholic school most of my life. So because it was, you know, of course, you're Puerto Rican from the Bronx. And, and for us, it was very, everything was Catholicism and, and Catholic Church and Holy Cross Church and all that fun stuff because we were really, in, well, I wasn't, but my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, they were all into the church. So, you know, we had, that was our upbringing. That's what we learned. Those were the things, right? So cool. Okay. So you fast forward, you go through all these things and, um, Listen, I remember the days when my grandmother and, and her sisters, we would all go with the shopping carts and we would go pick up our government cheese. Not only was that brick of cheese amazing, we got butter. I remember peanut butter. I think we had beans too in the can. 
maybe peanut butter. I don't remember fully, but what I do remember was that butter and that cheese. Because let me tell you something. If you're from a Puerto Rican family or any Hispanic family, you've got cheese. Okay, we had pastelillos. We had cerullos. We had, listen, they found every which way, shape, form to use that block of cheese and that butter. I am not going to front. That was just some good home cooking. <laughs> Which is probably where my chef instincts came in. But that's another story. I digress. <laughs> but that's where everything started for me. So that was the beginning. We, you know, it was a very humbling beginning. We didn't have a lot. My mom was a single parent to two kids. So, you know, I remember growing up saying, hey, can, you know, is it possible to take piano lessons? And she was very honest. There were points where she was like, you know, unfortunately, we can't afford that. And that was just how it was. You know, there's a lot of people that can actually relate to that. You know, my mom did the best that she could. So I never questioned it. Was I disappointed? Most likely. I really can't remember back then. But I'm most likely I was disappointed. But that was just the reality of our lives. But let me tell you what I did learn. Even though there were things I went without, there was so much more that I picked up from my mom. So my mom worked in a hospital. Shout out to Lincoln Hospital in the Bronx. And she used to take me to work with her all the time. Well, whenever, I, I don't, wouldn't say all the time, but whenever probably she couldn't get daycare, I guess. But when I would go with her to work, you know, I would sit in the secretary's area because that's what they were called back then. They weren't called administrative assistants. They were secretaries. And it was cool because I would sit there, clackety-clack on a, on a typewriter. Yes, I'm truly dating myself, people, I know. But I would be on there. I'd be typing. I'd be doing things. Eventually, I learned how to do some tasks and work and help my mom. And that was little did I know that watching her and doing those things and just practicing was starting to develop what was known as my work ethic. Because if anyone that knows me knows that I am a hustler and I will constantly go out there and do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm working. You know, I did. So, okay. So that brings up this other conversation. So growing up, it was a nine to five. You know, I learned every single person. I don't think I had any entrepreneurs in my family, not that I can recall, that were role models. So entrepreneurship was never a word that was really discussed. What we did discuss was, you know, you're going to go to school, you're going to get a good job and, you know, I guess repeat the cycle. Okay, well, that's all I knew. So that's what I did. So as time went on, um, I went, went to school got a job, and if I was ever laid off or quit a job, I would always find something that was really quick because, listen, my mom worked. She had no choice but to provide for us two kids. So that's what was instilled in me. My grandmother, Lord, oh, my, my abuela. So for me, she was the light of my eyes. If anybody can relate to that. So, okay, so there's a little story here. But out of all the grandkids, I guess because my grandmother raised me, I was the favorite. And of course, anyone who's going to listen to this in my family is going to be like, yep, that's very true. He was the favorite. And I was. But my grandmother actually taught me two things that have stuck with me throughout my life. And she constantly, oh, does she constantly be like, no, 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 no. This is what you have to know. And her two philosophies in life, and she, listen, it was not a day that this woman did not tell me this. There are two things that matter in this world. This is according to my grandmother. Your word 
and your credit. And literally, she was not kidding, because if you don't have integrity, that says a lot about your, about you and your character, right? And let's face it, in this day and age, you need credit for just about everything. So grandma knew all these things way back when, and she instilled that within me at a very young age, that even now, 44, I'm turning 45 at the end of the year, this is still ingrained in my mind. There are two things that matter in life, your word and your credit. So I carry that with me and I share that with so many people because as you grow up in life, when you grow up in the projects like we did and you grow up without having things, then, you know, having a nine to five mentality of a job, which is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything against it, but this is just me growing up. It was like, okay, cool. You're constantly going to work and 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 work. Okay, great. Then what? So this is where I started to develop a little bit of a different mindset, a different philosophy in life. So before I get into that philosophy, you know, as I was growing up, I went to Catholic elementary school. I went to Catholic high school and my mom passed away while I was in high school. I was 15 years old and my mom passes away. And um, my aunt took me in with my dog Shadow. And that was a different chapter in my life. So I had my mom who was a major role model in my life. Then I had my grandmother. And y'all know, grandma was my heart. She still is my heart. May she rest in peace. But then I move in with my aunt. So let me tell you a little bit about my aunt, because then you're going to start to understand why I am the way I am. <laughs> if she hears this, she's going to die laughing. But okay, so my aunt has a PhD in education. She has been an educator her entire life in the New York City public school system. Then she went to the Yonkers public school system. I shouldn't be telling you all these things, but I'm telling you because I say it with a sense of pride. This woman has been through it all. She, the loss of a sister, the loss of a, of a mother. Eventually, my grandma passes away. But my aunt was relentless. And when I tell you she was relentless, she did not let anything, sorry, I'm a little passionate here, did not let anything stop her. She went while she worked to get her PhD from Columbia University. Hello, y'all, Columbia. Then after she retires, she goes and she starts to teach university to help teachers as they accelerate and excel in their education. Like, literally, I want you to think about this for a minute. So here I am, a young Puerto Rican kid who was born and raised in Puerto Rico, moves to the Bronx, doesn't really have a whole lot of role models out there because we didn't have the J-Lo's. We didn't have, because J-Lo, no, that's another story. But <laughs> we didn't have all of that. All I remember as a kid was the group Menudo. Wow, I'm really dating myself but was the group Menudo. And I used to sing Menudo to my grandparents over the phone. But we didn't have all those types of role models. So I didn't know what was possible because I didn't have that growing up. But what I did have were my real life heroes, my mom, my grandmother, my aunts. Watching these women, these are the women who raised me. And anyone in my family that listens to this will completely be like, mm -hmm, he's right, it's true. These women, my grandmother was the matriarch of 13 siblings. They didn't have television back then, okay? So there was 13 of them. So that was that. But she was the matriarch. She taught all her sisters how to cook. She brought all her sisters to, to the United States from Puerto Rico. 
from this is just from what people have told me and what she's told me and all that good stuff. But that is what I learned. I learned how to be relentless, how to just push through whenever things got difficult because I remember, okay, so when my grandma was alive, okay, I'm jumping around, but y'all, you'll get used to that. I remember um, she and I were having a conversation in her, from her bed, and we were talking about, you know, her life growing up, how her mom died early, and how she had to become the matriarch of the family to take care of her sisters and all this other stuff. And I have to tell you, that was one of the most humbling experiences of my life, because I remember at that point in my life, I was like, what am I doing? Where am I going? I don't know what I'm going to do. Have you ever felt that way? Think about that, people. You're, you know, I think I was maybe, what, 19, 20, 21, 22. I was in those, that early range of, of, abuela, I just don't know what I'm doing. What am I going to do? I want to do this for my life. But people are telling me that I can't do that. And she would always say, you have to follow your heart. And remember, your word is your word. And you, you need your credit in life. Like, literally, my grandmother was like, this was just nonstop. She was always about those two philosophies in her life. And they, they ring true today. But it was learning her ethic, my mom's work ethic. My aunt's just all around. Just She's just a rock star. She's, she's a shero in my world. But learning all of those things is what has made the person who is before you today. You know, I was talking to my friend and I was saying, hey, oh my goodness, I'm going to record my first podcast. I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. I'm this, that, and the other. And he was like, dude, are you kidding me? He's like, you have so many stories. You have such a legacy that you're building. There's so many things. You've helped so many people. You just need to share what it is that you're teaching people, what you're learning in the process. And I was like, wow. So here we are. This is episode one. I never thought that I would be here at this point sharing with you all of these crazy things because this is who I am. This is who I, this is where I come from. I come from a very long line of powerful women. So my dad wasn't a part of my life growing up. I didn't reconnect truly with my dad until many, 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 many years later. Um, that's that's an episode all by itself in the future. But, you know, learning from everybody, I want you to think about it. Who in your family inspires you? Who is it that truly makes you get up in the morning and be like, wow? You know, like I literally sit here, my grandmother, my aunt, my mom, my sister, and the women in my in my life are the ones who have helped shape me into the person I am. Now, listen, I'm a Capricorn. For anyone who knows anything about Capricorns, we are stubborn as mules. At least I am. I'm only speaking for myself. <laughs> but so my mom was a Capricorn also. So I have so many of her traits. And what I, I, it's funny because every time I do something or I act a little crazy, my sister will go, you're so much like your mother. You don't even know. Because listen, my mom passed away when I was 15 years old. So I didn't get to have all that time with her. My sister is almost 10 years old older, although I am the old soul, because my mom always told me I'm the old soul in the family. And that really rings true. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. But it was all of those lessons, all of those life of watching of, you know, I, I sit here and I reflect where my mom literally, was she perfect? No, but she did the best that she could. And 
what I did witness is what has stayed with me to this day. It is what has shaped my own ethic. It has shaped the way I interact with people. It has shaped the way I open my heart and my home to people. One thing about my mom was that every Sunday, everyone knew that she was going to cook dinner. It didn't matter who you were, whether how close you were. Everybody knew that my mama cooked on Sunday. And Sunday dinners at my mother's house were pretty legendary. Literally, people would be like, hello. And they would just knock on the door and she'd be like, sure, come in. She didn't know how to cook for one person. That that was just never going to happen with my mom. And that's pretty much like me. I don't know how to cook for one person. I cook for like a tribe. Because to me, literally, I don't care who shows up. If you want food, there's always going to be food at my table. And that's, you know, a lot of the traditions, a lot of the life lessons, a lot of those things. That's where it all started. It started from those fundamentals. And even though I didn't get to have this conversation with my mom, but she had it with with her best friend at the time, it was growing up that she taught me, starting at age five, come to find out all these years later, that it is okay to be individualistic. It is okay to be your authentic self. It is okay to be different. And when I say that, why am I saying it? Because I grew up and I was very shy. I was very discouraged. I didn't know what to do because I was a gay man. But I didn't realize that at the time. But my mother knew this at a very early age. So she made sure to instill within me that it is okay to be unique. It is okay to be different. It is okay to to not be accepted by everyone as long as you remain true to yourself. So that is the reason that I am as strong as I am today is because of those early lessons. And I'll tell you, my mom passed away in 1991 when I was 15. And there you go. Y'all can calculate my age. And um, <laughs> it wasn't until probably, I think, let me see, I was 15, probably about 10 years later that um, I had a conversation with her best friend. He took, we went out to dinner and he said, do you ever remember your mom telling you and showing you Bambi? Or I think it was Bambi. I don't even remember. But how she always wanted you, that it was okay to be yourself. And literally, I started to connect all the dots. Because my mom knew. My mom knew. And she always used to tell me, you're going to change the world. And, you know, I never shared that with anybody before. I never, it never really made sense until today. Where I've realized, so I am in network marketing. And one of the things that I love about this industry is that, you get to impact people's lives, whether it be one person or two people or 10 people. Well, I have I happen to look at my what we call our back office, and we've impacted over 540 lives across four continents. And I don't say that to impress you. I say it to impress upon you that you matter. If you don't listen to those internal voices to, to that angst, I don't want to say angst, that's the wrong word, to that instinct, there we go, to that little voice that says, oh my goodness, you're going to change the world. There is so much that you have to share. There is so much that you need to do. That is what I'm talking about. I never thought, and I'm not going to lie to you, I never thought I would be here at my age, at this day and time, with everything that's going on in the world, sharing with you my personal stories, my truths. The things that happened to me, because I realized that what has happened to me, not to me, but for me, 
can also help affect other people and help change their lives for the better. And that, my friends, is exactly why I decided that it was time for me to share my truths, to share my story. Because if I can affect one person, just one person, then this is a life fulfilled. And that has been a dream of mine my entire life. I knew I was destined for greatness. I just didn't know what it was. You know, growing up, I thought it was to be a rock star, to be a singer. I took many voice lessons, all this fun stuff. But turns out to be, I had people in my life at that time that were very negative and told me, people like you will never be a millionaire. People like you will never amount to, to the goals that you want. Like I said, this is before Jennifer Lopez was out. This is before the Ricky Martin, the whole Latin invasion in 1999. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. Yes, I'm dating myself again. But this is before all of that happened. There were so many boundaries. There were so many walls. There were so many barriers that I needed to overcome. And because I didn't have any positive role models at that time, at least I didn't know they were positive role models, I couldn't see beyond my own self-doubt. I couldn't see beyond my own, my own obstacles, my own internal conflicts, my own inner demons. Woo! I actually just got chills. Because when you think about it, you're a young Puerto Rican kid. You're a minority. I'm only speaking for myself. And you have people who are telling you, you're not worthy. You're not good enough. You're never going to amount to what you want. I'll tell you, I, I, I left elementary school, Holy Cross Elementary School. And to go to high school, the, I shouldn't say names, but Sister Sharon told my mom, your son is not smart enough to go to Cardinal Spellman. He should go to St. Raymond's High School. Those are the exact words. This is what I, I, first of all, I've never shared that with anybody. You, <laughs> all of you are the first ones to ever hear that story. I was told I wasn't good enough. I was not worthy. I was told that I wouldn't amount to anything. Am I angry? Not anymore. <laughs> I was bitter once upon a time. I'm not going to lie about it. But I was told that I wouldn't amount to anything. People like you will never be millionaires. This is what I grew up with. So these were the, the messages that I was receiving. This is what people were telling me. Adults, people who are supposed to be influential in your life. So how did I overcome this all? Because this isn't about bashing all the people in my life. I just thought I figured if you guys are going to know who I am, I might as well just get deep and just share all the things with you. But this is what I had to learn. I won't lie, there were years of therapy involved in there. But I had to learn. I had to learn how to let it go and surrender. The moment you surrender and realize that you are capable of so much more, everything starts to happen. I, I literally, so in front of me, I'm staring at a, a check. It's not a real check. It's from the bank of the universe. So for all my woo-woo people out there, you know, manifestation plays a very large part of what I do. In my, in my network marketing business, I'm building an organization that spans multiple continents. Woo, that's amazing just to say. But multiple continents, and I'm changing countless lives. I have team members telling me their, their stories of their wins. And no, I'm not making income claims on here. But I'm just, their, their stories fuel me. It, it literally lights my soul on fire. It pushes me to be even better. So all those people who told me that I would never, guess what? 
I am here and we're changing the world one person at a time. And I can't wait as we grow. I can't believe I'm saying that. As we grow this podcast, the interviews that we're going to do, the life-changing stories that we're going to share, and you're going to hear and you're going to experience. And if you can relate to anything that I'm saying, I can't wait to read your comments. Forgive me, this is my very first episode, and I am very passionate. But here, let me recap for you. I was a Puerto Rican kid from Puerto Rico who grew up in the Bronx on welfare. My mom worked, but it wasn't enough to support two kids. All the life lessons, all the negative people who said you would never amount to anything. You can't do this. People like you can't make it. Guess what? I am here. And we're here to change the world. Because as we all know, we are capable of overcoming any obstacle and every single obstacle that comes before you. And if you can't figure it out, then by God, I will help you. Because you are worthy. You are capable. You are powerful. You are unstoppable. And (laughs) this is any indication of what this podcast is going to be about. I'm a little bit shook, but I'm excited because there is so much I want to share with you from my personal experience. And I know, listen, becoming an entrepreneur, I didn't have those role models. I have them now. And I believe that there's a better way. For those of you who are in network marketing, you know Eric Worre. He always says network marketing is not perfect, but it is a better way. And it is. It changes lives. It is changing mine and that of my team and the people that I have yet to even meet across this world. Do not let your fears stop you from finding your true fulfillment and purpose in life. You are worthy of so much more. So if I can write you a check from Bank of the Universe, hello, this is a fictitious check. I just need to make that claim. (laughs) Decide Put a number out there that you want the world to help you achieve and then hit that number and then go break it and achieve what your heart truly desires because that is your purpose and your worth. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent. I knew this was going to happen. But if a kid like me, who I was told I would never amount to anything or ever meet become anything because people told me I wouldn't amount to a single thing. I won't lie to you. And that that sent me some kind of way growing up. But nowadays, I look at them and I'm like, I love you. And I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's all I got to say. Because no, no one is going to stop me. I became Unstoppable Dre a couple years ago when I realized that my life had so much more meaning, so much more purpose. So my wish for you is for you to find your unstoppable self, for you to find who you are. If you're at a point in your life where you're at a wit's end and you're like, I don't know what to do. I know I'm, I'm capable of so much more, but I just can't figure that out. Then listen and find your voice because you are worthy and you will do it. And together we will overcome all those obstacles. It is time to grow from our our soul. It is time for us to share that passion and desire for better with the world. 
with what's going on right now, the world needs more love. The world needs more empathy. The world needs more passion. It needs more of you. So let's go help them. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to episode one. Please leave a five-star review. Subscribe. I'm so excited. I can't believe this is my first podcast episode. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review. I can't wait to read your comments. And remember, you are unstoppable. You are worthy. You will reach so much in this life. You just have to step into the discomfort. And let's go. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys soon.